I got an email from the shopkeeper in a small New England town up in Vermont. He said, Ollie, I am perplexed and I need help. Is this, well, it sounds strange, but my shop sells a couple of things, but one thing we sell is we're, we're a butcher shop, among other things, and someone's been breaking in and stealing the pig's blood. And it's not a big deal. It's not a very profitable product, but they're, it's weird. It's making me very uncomfortable that they keep on getting in. And there's got to be something weird going on. Who needs that much pig's blood? Well, that got all his curiosity up. So he wrote back and said, you know, I, that's, I, yeah, I'll, cut I'll take the case. I can come up there at the end of this coming week. Shop people said, great, great. Look forward to seeing you. Um, my aunt has an apartment above her garage that's empty if you want to use that to stay while you're here. And I said, sure, that sounds fine. So then the next week, I wrapped up some things and headed up to Vermont. Caught on the train and took a nice leisurely ride up to Vermont. And then it was about a half an hour drive from the train station to this town. So as Ollie pulled in, he'd gotten a rental car. The, the shopkeeper who'd hired him offered to pick him up, but Ollie had found that He's on these field cases, it's better to have his own vehicle because sometimes things aren't what they seem. So Ollie pulled into this, the address he'd be given, this apartment. He checked it out and it was, it was, was going to be good, he thought. It, even though he didn't really know this woman, the aunt, the house had its own drive, or the apartment rather, it was above a garage, had its own driveway, its own entrance. So I feel like he could work with that. So he got in, put his bags in there, went in to introduce himself to the aunt, and, and she seemed nice. And he said, well, I should probably go check in with your nephew. She said, oh, yes, 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 Jeremy. Well, he'd be in the shop this time of day. And she gave him the address, and he went downtown, and the shopkeeper was really glad to see him. It's like, oh, good, 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 you're here. So, yeah, I heard, you know, we've got this whole shop here. And we've got meats and bread and things like that. And then we also have some homebrew supplies. It's just kind of a shop of things that I would want, things that I do want. Uh, and yeah, someone's been sneaking in and taking animal blood from the butcher shop part of things. And. I mean, I have rules about how I need to dispose of that, but also it's creepy and weird. So I thought I brought you in because I know you've t tangled with a lot of weird things. I said, well, all right, um, have you told the local police about this? I said, yeah, I have. And I mean, they came and they filled out a report, but they didn't seem that interested. And I called, and they said they turned the report in to the police chief, and they didn't have any more information. And the police chief hasn't returned my calls. 
it's a small town and it's a small police force. You know, there's the there's the chief, and and then there are ten officers, and that's it. That's the whole police force. There's a police building downtown, and it's got a little jail in it. And if anyone does anything serious, they get sent upstate. But people rarely do. I said, all right, all right. Well, let me ask around and see if anyone's, you know, heard of anything. You're right, it sounds like a, some sort of witchcraft or pagan ritual. So I started asking around, and he figured if there was a weird pagan ritual, maybe the library would be a place to, to find out about it, some local tradition. So he went to the library and he asked the librarian there, I said, hey, so I'm visiting town, visiting a friend, and I always try to look up some of the local lore, the local stories. So I was curious what there is around here. I know that there's a lot of stories about like, witchcraft and things like that in, in this part of New England. Is there any like cool stuff like that here? My brain said, oh, yeah, um, there's a little bit of that. There's, well, there's rumors anyway of this club called the Nightingales Club. And supposedly they've been meeting and, and been a thing for like 200 years. And they, supposedly they have a, a basement or a room somewhere hidden away where they meet once a month and they do dark rituals that they say protect the city, protect the town, I should say. But nobody ever admits to being one of the nightingales. Ah, that's one local rumor. And then another supposedly is a witch that lives out in the forest and she's supposedly you know, immortal. She's supposedly lived for 120 years so far. She supposedly was, was born right on the stroke of midnight in the year 1900. Um, in some of the legends, she's good. In some of the legends, she's evil. And uh, she's always tall. And yeah, so those are the two big like witchcraft urban legends around here that I'm aware of. There's some other ones about a guy in a bunny suit that hangs out on bridges, but that doesn't seem to have much evidence behind it. So, yeah, those are the ones that I know about. They're not that I'm aware of, though, any books written about it, so I can't point you to anything there. Um, honestly, if you want to learn more about it, I would just kind of like hang out at some of the local bars and, and ask people. If you find some of the old timers, they'll probably know more about the legends. Because the librarian was only in, you know, in the, in the 30s. So I asked, well, which, um, which bars do some of the old timers hang out in? And the friend said, oh, wow, there's only really three bars in town. There's the Roost, which is up kind of the north end of town. And then there's Sal's, and that's yeah, really just a couple doors down from here. And then down kind of by City Hall, there's Iglesias. And uh, I guess I guess the roost is probably the one that has more of the old timers. 
And then, of course, you should really talk to the chief of police if you can get some time with him because he's lived here since he was born and his family's been here for, like, ever. So he knows all the local stuff. I said, all right. So just seeing if he could, Ollie went over to the police station and asked if he could talk to the chief of police. He figured he'd probably get a no, but it's worth asking. And to his surprise, the person at the desk said, um, yeah, let me, oh, let me call over there and see if he's in. And the guy called and said, yeah, um, yeah, he's here. He's got some time. He'll meet with you, sure. Um, if you want to grab a coffee from the cafeteria, uh, you know, that'd put you in his good graces. He always has a coffee bot now. So I thought, well, it's, you know, small towns, informal, I guess. And so he took a coffee and talked to the police chief. And said, so you're a private eye, the police chief said. What brings you to our town? I said, well, uh, I was investigating this weird thing where for some like pig blood being stolen. And they don't take everything else, but they just take the pig blood. She just said, ah, yes, yes, I saw that report. Honestly, it's not very important, so I haven't looked into it. If we start getting actual valuable things stolen, we can look more into it, but pig's blood is mostly waste. If we had more Germans in town, I guess we could make some blood sausage, but we don't, and so no, I'm not going to spend a lot of city resources on investigating someone sneaking in and taking some blood from a butcher shop. I've told him he should just invest in better security doors or talk to one of my officers about security concerns. It's not that big of a town. I don't know what someone's doing, but it's not that important to me. I said, all right, all right. I said, well, so I'm, I'm curious. I hear you've you've been in this town since you were born, and your family's been here a long time. I was curious about some of the local legends, like the witch out in the forest and, and the nightingales. And she, she said, oh, um, yeah, the nightingales, that's not real. Everyone always thinks that it's some Illuminati, and they usually target my family because we've been here so long, but nightingales are just a myth. The witch, oh, I'm sure there was some old lady out in the forest at some point. Maybe she was crazy or lonely or didn't like people, but I'm not aware of anyone living in the forest right now. Anyway, I've got to go, so um, thank you for coming by. Um, let me know if I can be any, any other help. And you shoot Ollie out of the office politely. I thought, well, that was strange. He was all friendly and warm and in no hurry until I mentioned the nightingales. Now all of a sudden, he couldn't get me out of his office fast enough. So I went over to the roost. And he looked around at the staff there. The barkeeper was an older guy. It looked like he'd been there forever. And the, the hostess server was, um, he talked to her briefly, and she was married to the barkeep. And the owner, they said that the owner was not in and didn't like to be bothered. Nobody seemed all that friendly, so I went around to the side. And then, while he was out there, out back there, 
Somebody came out from the back of the shop and dumped a bucket of dishwasher down into the alley. And I said, aha. And so he went over and he talked. I said, hey, hey, how's it going? The guy said, uh, good, good, how are you? He said, good, you, uh, you work here? I said, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm a cook, and uh, right now I'm just washing dishes. Nothing special. I said, so, the Roos is kind of a weird name, isn't it? I said, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's because those creepy guys have hung out here for like 100 years. And I said, oh, the creepy guys? I said, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're like a regular bar and restaurant and all that, but then there's the upper room, and that's just all these, like, fancy people that think they're all fancy. I don't know, man, I'm from New York City. I, uh, these people think they're all fancy and sneaky, but they're just a bunch of old fops pretending at their little, you know, games, like they're the Illuminati or something. Anyway, they don't seem to be doing any harm, but... It's a little silly. I said, so there's a group of men that meet in some upper room in the roost. What, like once a month or something? I said, yeah, yeah, no, it's always the, the second Tuesday of the month that they meet. I don't know what they talk about. They just order a bunch of beer and a bunch of food, and that's all fine with me. Uh, but they don't ever, they always stop talking when me and the waitress come into the room. For some reason, they don't mind talking when the bartender's up there. Maybe he's a member of the little club or something. I don't know. I said, all right. So he said, the second Tuesday of the month, huh? I said, yeah, yeah. So well, it's the second Monday now. I said, yeah, I suppose that's true. No, I said, well, if I give you 40 bucks, you show me how to get in. I said, uh, I don't know, that's taking a risk, 100 bucks. I said, 100 bucks it is. So the cook showed Ollie the room, at the, the upper room that the people met in. And I said, you know, thank you. I won't get you involved any further. I don't want you to get any trouble. I said, appreciate it. I don't know nothing. You didn't hear anything from me. And I like climbed up into a dark corner of the room there and he decided he was going to do a stakeout. He snuck down at one point and grabbed some stuff from the kitchen because he realized he was going to be there all day. But he waited and waited until Tuesday night came and then one by one, a bunch of people filed into the office, into the room there. First it was the barkeep, then it was a couple of people from the city council, then the shopkeeper that hired him. Then the chief of police. Then a handful of people that I didn't recognize. Once the table was almost full, and the cook had brought up some beer and some nachos. One of the men that I didn't recognize banged a gavel and said, all right, let's get started. This, the monthly meeting of the Nightingales is called to order. And I said, oh, man, it's real. It's real. And I heard them talk, and they talked for a long time. They talked about how they um, were preparing for the big spring ritual. 
And then the police chief asked, so, Bill, you got your detective here. Is everything going as planned? The shopkeep said, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's gone around asking people about stuff. Uh, I think it's going to cover everything up just fine. The police just said, good, good, good. Good. We don't need any more outside attention. So if we publicize a little bit that we brought in a fancy city detective, and the city detective found nothing, then that should get everybody off our backs, and we can go back into a little bit more open operation. It's been kind of a pain recently with all this attention on us, having to pretend like we don't exist. So good job, keep it up. We gotta make sure he doesn't find anything. Shopkeep said, yeah, don't worry. I'm giving them all bad leads. Even the little pig blood thing. Well, it's easy to take it. If I leave the door open for you. And there was laughter around the room. They talked about a bunch of other stuff, including some of these pagan rituals that they were going to be doing at the big spring festival. And then the meeting kind of broke up, and some people hung out a little bit longer and ordered a few more beers, and they went down to the bar and just kind of hung out casually. Finally, everybody left the room, and all I could sneak his way out, too. They went outside, and he said, well, huh. I know it's going on, but the people that hired me, they're part of the conspiracy. Who do I tell? And I thought, I said, well, maybe I should go ahead and have another talk with this librarian. So the next morning, he went over to the library, and the librarian was hanging out reading a mystery novel. I said, ah, Ollie, good to see you. Figured if you find anything out. I said, yeah. I wanted to ask you about it. You mentioned the Nightingales. Have they gotten some... There have been a lot of people asking about them. And Brad said, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not the first person, but mostly that's been from town. But, um, yeah, it seems like a bunch of the local teenagers found out about some old stuff from old journals from their grandparents and stuff like that, and they've been trying to dig up whether or not the Nightingales are still around. And, uh, yeah, I think they probably are, Ali. So, yeah, I guess I should have mentioned this earlier, but I wrote a little piece in a local community newsletter about, you know, what history we do know about the Nightingales. And, um, yeah, I've gotten a few uh, threatening letters, actually. I don't know why it didn't occur to me to mention this to you before, but, but yeah. I don't think much of it. They weren't very threatening. But just tell them that they're real. Well, I says, well, yeah, they are real. I snuck into their meeting. They hired me as a front. They thought I wouldn't find anything because they're not doing anything until I've gone. But they had that meeting and I was hiding in the rafters. My brain said, oh, man, so it's real. Well, Ollie, the only one thing I can tell you, you tell me everything you learned, everything you heard, and then you better get out of town. Because the one thing I know, the Nightingales don't like interference from outsiders. 
I can publish this and they'll be mad at me. They won't do anything bad. But you, I don't know, you're an outsider. They don't trust outsiders. So over dinner and drinks that night, Ollie told him everything he'd heard at the meeting. The librarian wrote down every single word. And then in the morning, I went over to the shopkeeper and said, well, I didn't find anything. I wish I could help you more, but I'd say that the police chief's offer to have one of his officers come over and look at your security system would probably be the best thing. I wish there was more I could do to help. Sorry. Then I left. But he kept an eye on the newspaper. Sure enough, about a week and a half later, in a big local regional paper, I covered that town and you know, 30 other towns nearby. There's a big front page story. It said, Occult Ring Exposed in Deerhampton, which is the name of the town. Chief of Police, Mayor, local business leaders doing pagan rituals. And I put down the newspaper and he thought, well, I guess I helped a little bit on that one. Sounds like they got some more problems to deal with. And that was the case of Ollie and the Nightingales. <laughs>